Good evening, everybody. How you doing, man? What's going on? This is Mark. This is Catfish and Crappie. Like you guys don't know that already. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. Great. Very happy to see everybody in here. Um, I want to give a big shout out to uh, uh, Miss Betty Cross. I know she's under the weather. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she is watching or will be watching the replay. I'm sure everybody in the chat is uh, feeling the same way, and we all sent her our you know, smoke and prayers and love and thoughts, and, and, and hopefully she'll be feeling better a lot sooner. Um, let's see what else is going on this week. Uh, did a little burbot fishing, uh, watched a lot of live streams, uh, cleaned a lot of fish, uh, stuff like that. Let's let's see who's in chat here. All right, I'll go over to the participants. Oh, Betty's in there. Hey, Betty, how are you? Uh, everybody send her, uh, like I said, good thoughts and all that stuff and, and really inundate her and chat with, with good vibes and stuff, man. She deserves it. She's such a great supporter of all the streams. Uh, it looks like she might've just signed off. Uh, we got Catfish Weekly, Lyle, the man. Lyle, that was a great show with, uh, Mike Chavez this week. If you haven't checked it out, you guys know how to find Catfish Weekly. If not, message me on Facebook. I'll point you in the right direction. But if you enter in Catfish Weekly in the search bar, it'll take you right there and you can watch his huge huge library of good shows uh creole catfish and creole the man what's up my friend how are you glad to see you in chat fin seeker tv what's going on jeremy how are you uh dinks outdoors the brains behind fin seeker tv right there if you ask me but don't 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 tell him i said that uh fishing with the chad chad had a uh cool show with uh paul smith uh, hello, James Dockery's in here, too. Uh, they had Fishing with the Chad last night. Very cool show. I was watching it from the uh, banks of Lake Michigan up in cold Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But I was watching. I did comment a couple times, but my fingers were numb. So I'm sorry if you were in there and you said hello to me. And uh, I didn't say hello back, but it was really friend uh greenwell fishing that's mike greenwell good name i like that mike uh, i heard chad mention uh you should go by bumping greenwell fishing but greenwell fishing is good i like that a lot uh d how are you doing d i was gonna holler out d like i do in chat all the time but i don't want to blow everybody's eardrums out if you guys can hear coco's here too she's stomping around no coco cam tonight i didn't get a chance to set it up uh sorry for all the coco fans out there uh james docker i said hello to you i'll say hello again to you again james hello uh jason lamb always oh, good to see you jason jason you need to do a one versus one against josh man i want to see that on the bank uh i know you guys can fish you guys can pick your spots you let me know as long as you can get a signal we'll get that set up and run but that's something i know that everybody will enjoy watching uh i don't think these people here realize that you guys are uh, uh as diehards as you are uh john patrick jr what's up my friend justin's fishing fetish what's going on justin i'm seeing justin out a lot more in the chats it's good to see you look at this am i a fisherman or what i got bells on my desk actually this bell came with the knife that i got from uh uh the one ton crew i'm i'm grateful for that it was a nice surprise can always use a bunch of bells 
Kentucky Big Kentucky Big Cats and Bourbon, what's going on? Uh, hopefully you're enjoying some of that bourbon tonight. LG Bass Tom. Tom was on One Ton's video, the last one they put out. It was cool to see him. He did catch a, a real nice blue. I was kind of watching it in, in, in passing, so I don't remember the weight. But if you want to shout that out, Tom, LG Bass in chat, I'm sure everybody would be happy to know. Or even better, go check out the video. Go see Tom in action. Uh, Mike Sampson, what's going on, Sampy? Great follower of the show, buddy. Uh, always great to see you. Mike's Outdoors and Adventures. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Missouri M.O. Creek Fishing. What's going on, Rob? Uh, our guest tonight is uh, a friend of Rob's, and Rob pointed me in his direction, and uh, I'm glad he did. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy talking with Jerry. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Rob. Uh, Missouri Creek Fishing. Muskrat Adventures uh, had a great show on uh, Tuesday night. Make sure you catch him every Tuesday night. Over at Muskrat Adventures, what's going on, Roger? Roger. Uh, outdoors with the Hayes. Holy smokes, we got a lot of people coming in here. What's going on, Mr. Hayes? How are you? Uh, Mr. Hayes poses some good memes on, on uh, and posts on Facebook. If you're not his friend, send him a friend request. Uh, getting hooks and crossing eyes, also known as Redbeard. Uh, I call him Ryan when I'm talking to him. What's going on, my friend? I wonder. You, uh, I haven't posted, but, man, I, I killed the burbot yesterday. I got four and about two and a half, three hours or something. Actually, all four came in like 90 minutes. It was pretty cool. Uh, what's going on? Uh, Sean Abney, welcome to the chat. How are you, my friend? I've seen you in here a few times. Skip Stewart, the man. Skip's uh, another one of the catfish slayers in the house. Ace Catfishing, welcome, Ace Catfishing. Uh, Buckeye Catfishing, what's going on, sir? Uh, catfish and Dreams. Um, catfish and Dreams, that's... Uh Enlighten me. I for, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I forgot who changed their name to Catfish and Dreams, but I did catch it this week. So uh, that's a very cool name. Uh, Norm from Catfish Headhunters. Norm's show is uh, moved to Sunday. Uh, tomorrow is um, uh, is the Golden Whiskers Award. Uh, it's at 7.30 Eastern Time, 6, 6.30 my time, a.k.a. Flathead Time. Uh, don't forget to check that out. That'll be cool to see. I'm really interested to see how that turns out. Let's see if I'm missing anybody else. I have so many people coming here. This is cool. We're at 38 people in chat already. You guys are great. Greenwell Fishing. I really hate missing everybody because you guys are also awesome. Uh, Justin, LG Bath. Lynn Leeper, what's going on, Lynn? Uh, how are you doing? Musgrave outside with the head. All right, guys. Uh, it is the holiday uh well, next week's the holiday week, uh, and my next Friday show would fall on Christmas. Um, I don't, I'm not going to do a show on Christmas. Um, I'm going to celebrate it with my family and stuff. But once everything's all said and done, uh, I might do a prompto Christmas stream late at night. So if you're uh, uh, home and, 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 and getting over, you know, all the Christmas joy and just want to kind of hang out and relax, um, I'm going to try and put something together uh, maybe late night. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So, uh, uh, if you're not subscribed, subscribe, hit that bell notification. And while you're at it, give me a thumbs up now. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, also in chat, I'll, I'll, I'll go through and, uh, uh, look, let me know what you guys think about that. Um, I know some people might think it's, it's just for family or, or it's, a um, a faith, uh, religion, but, um, I guarantee you, um, we'll, We'll have fun hanging out and chilling out and sharing a little Christmas cheer with each other. Uh, on a side note, I really wanted to find my my elf hat. <laughs> I was going to paint Catfish Weekly on it, but my wife and I looked for like half the day yesterday. We couldn't find it, so I apologize to that. Uh, on that note, 
let's bring in today's guest. Today's guest has a channel called Parker Pursuits. Uh, his name is Jerry Parker. Let's bring him in. Jerry, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you doing, Mark? Good. Sorry for keeping you waiting. I had a lot to go through. I might remember something halfway through here. Um, everybody's wishing. Um, if I'm looking over at chat, I'm trying to keep up with everybody. I'm trying to keep this as uh, uh, interactive as possible. I do see Mexicat just walked in. What's up, Mexicat? How are you? Uh, I think I got everybody. So, Jerry, finally nice to talk to you on here. I was looking forward to this for quite some time. Um, uh, let's start with uh, how long have you been uh, doing the YouTube thing? I've only been doing it about six months now. And my family, my wife, and my beautiful daughters, and my nephew kind of really pushed me into it to give it a shot. And it's been a blast. I mean, it's, it's really been a fun journey so far. So... What, is it anything like you thought it was going to be once you got started? Uh, no, it's been a, a learning process trying to film, fish, because you got so many things going on one time and trying to get that camera angle right and everything. At first, I scrapped so many videos when I first started out because I just, the camera angle wasn't right. It's just that and my language sometimes would, <laughs> you know, so, so, but. Well, it, you know, the videos that I've seen of you, you do a pretty good job of all, all of that stuff as far as controlling the, the language and and uh, um, and your edits and stuff. I, I, you you were telling me uh, uh, earlier that you have somebody else editing your videos, would be, which would be a godsend for me. Um, yes. How's, how does that work, and who is it? Tell us a little bit about that, because I know there's a lot of people out here that would love to have that uh, uh, for their channels. Well, my name is Jeremy Bay, my uncle. I mean, I'm okay. sorry. My nephew. My Your nephew? Okay. And uh, he approached me about it. I said, why don't you video and I'll do the editing for you? Because my work schedule can be crazy, crazy busy sometimes. And my internet access where we live is not the best. So we got into it and I'll get several memory cards full. And we just will talk on a daily basis you know, on different ideas we want to do for the channel and stuff. And he has been just outstanding helping me out with this. I mean, really help, help me this because it's been kind of a dream to do like an outdoor show. Mm -hmm. Ever since I was a little kid and he's kind of helping it become a reality. And so. Well, the, the videos I've seen, he did, he does a good job. You're lucky to have him on board with that. So uh, uh, that, that's definitely something I would be grateful to have somebody just to drop off those cards and, and let somebody do this. I, I know when, when I'm editing videos, it, it takes me forever. And, 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 and a couple of the guys that I talk to and, and message with back and forth that uh, I value their opinion a lot, uh, I, I torture them. If I got a video coming out, man, it's like back and forth with them, back and forth, back and forth. And God bless them to list, for listening to me. Uh, <laughs> we got a question from Chad. And God bless him for putting up. There's Chad. It says, question for Jerry. Does your uncle want to adopt or does your cousin want to adopt any more uncles? <laughs> I have to ask Jeremy. <laughs> he may. <laughs> uh, I see. Uh, uh, I see Palmetto Cats. What's going on, Kevin? How are you? He just came in. Great outdoors exploring. Sean, what's up, my friend? Uh, I'm kind of scrolling through chat. Uh, Mexi Cat, I said hello to you. All right. Um, so, what kind of gear are you using to record? So, what was that, Mark? What kind of gear are you using to record your camera equipment and stuff? Hey, GoPro Hero 7. That's all I'm using. Uh, 
not an external mic is pretty much i'm on kind of a low budget right now as my channel grows i'm hoping to upgrade my equipment i want to get a bigger camera for like backup shots and whatnot because like i'm a low budget guy and it's like i said it's a learning experience right now so well your your channel doesn't look low budget you're you you do a good job of filming a lot of that stuff and your editor does a good job of that so uh, uh i know that what one camera filming is rough two camera filming is rough editing uh but once you get over that that learning curve it, it it gets easier uh let's see skin and scales just walked in what's going on jeremy bay what's going on sir uh sean abby excellent all right so let's talk a little bit about where you're located uh where 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 are you based out of we don't need an address or anything but i am out of uh Perryville, missouri between cape Girardeau and st Louis, missouri and okay so we got a couple of missouri boys here in the house we got uh uh, Lyle at Catfish Weekly, and we have James Docker. They're both Missouri boys. They're trying to talk me into moving out there. I think they just about have it done. I just got to make that happen. Um, and uh, wh where are you fishing out that way? Everywhere. I do a lot of river fishing, Mississippi River. From my house, I can be in the Mississippi River in like 15 minutes. But I hit the creeks, ponds. I do actually a lot of fishing in Illinois. I, could. I can be in Illinois in like 20 minutes. And I do a lot of the strip fishing like Peabody, River King. Pyramid State Park and just different areas over there because the really outstanding fishery over that part of the country. I, I can imagine. I, I I I've said this again. I'm sure people are getting tired of hearing it, but I had my first experience on the Mississippi River this uh, late summer, and and uh, it uh, commanded a lot of respect from me. So, and I was out in my little boat. Uh, and you, you bank fish mostly though on the Mississippi. You were saying right? Yes, I do, and occasionally I will in like low water. Uh, conditions i would get my kayak in there but most time i fish off the wing dikes or like going high water situations i'll fish a lot of backwaters or outlets coming into the river or creeks flow in and have really good luck there you know i i did have some experience with a couple of wind dikes while i was out there and you know what you're absolutely right i didn't even think about that 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 does if you can get onto them they would be perfect spots to fish wouldn't they and I, and, and now that i recall some of your videos you're actually fishing from them there too right Yes, because you got in them wing dikes, there's a current, there'd be that current seam. A lot of times below them dikes, ways out there'd be a scour hole. If you can figure out where that scour hole is and get that bait right on there, you're going to get nailed if the fish are there. Yeah, I think in one of your videos you were talking about, you know, look at the banks and, and oh no, I'm sorry, that was somebody else's. I think that was Quentin's video, but um, he, he likes to fish those wing dikes too, which is why I, I recall that you were using them as well. So uh, that definitely seems, and Lyle talks a lot about, fishing those wind dikes and how to target them and how to pick them apart. And uh, he, he says you can do pretty good on them. So, uh, oh, <laughs> Justin wants me to move east <laughs> to Ohio, I think. <laughs> God bless Ohio. Uh, hey, fishing with Sabrina, what's going on? Uh, Sunfish, I saw you pop in here. What's going on, Sunfish? trying to see them it's kind of hard to keep up with everybody but i'm trying to keep up with everybody as they come in um so what's your favorite kind of fish to chase i love the catching the big blues but i really like catching the big flathead and probably smallmouth are probably my third but them big blues man just when they hit they hit like a freaking runaway truck and it's just just an awesome fish to catch and they're like top line predator and they just and they're just the way they just fight so dang hard, especially if you get them on lighter tackle. On one of my videos, I actually had a Garcia 5000, which is 
a bit on the light side. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and actually, that's why I call my best personal best fish on the little Garcia 5000. When I had it rigged up a channel cat and I had it with a smaller piece of bait. And well, you know how fishing goes, you know. Just, so I keep saying this, man. Elephants eat peanuts. <laughs> They, they really do. My biggest fish always came on the smallest baits. I love fishing big baits, and I'll get 30-pound class uh, fish on them all the time if channel cats aren't kill, killing my baits. But uh, other than that, all my big ones, they, they're, they're always a surprise I get them on small bait. So uh, I think we got uh, Jeff Manning. Did someone say Jeff Manning was in the house? What's going on, Jeff? Team Reeling and Blues? I think I saw Chad say hello to him. I want to make sure I say hi to him. Uh, avid fisherman, what's going on? Avid's in the house. Uh, so how, how, in your opinion, what, how is flathead fishing and blue cat fishing different, at least from the bank? Well, for the bank, like your big blues, which a lot of them guys have, so they like that current. They really like that current. And your flathead, you do a lot better in a quieter water and a structure oriented fish. If you find your blowdowns and whatnot and usually on the backside like i'll catch some flathead if i'm on the wind dikes a lot of time on the inside where the current's not so strong and right against the base of the dike and at versus at night i'll catch them closer to the bank in the shallow water when the blues usually most of the time i'll usually get them out off into the main channel side of the river so okay do you do a lot of uh is most of your fishing during the day or do you do any night fishing I do some night fish. I actually uh, got a, one or two night fishing videos out, and I actually have some coming up. And uh, I do some off a lot of the wing dikes and stuff at night for blues. But you know, if I'm targeting flatheads, I'll usually be fishing off the main bank. I really like looking for those creek mouse at, at night when I'm flathead fishing. When they're traveling to eat, I'm the same way. Yep. If I'm bank fishing, I'm fishing creek mouse and, and choke points and such like that. So uh, uh, you're going after it pretty good. What's your PB flathead and what's your PB blue? Uh, my PB blue is a 93 pounder, and my PB flathead. How big? Is wait, wait, wait! You broke up. How big is that? Uh, PB blue, the 93 pounder. Oh my, my goodness! PB that's what I—that's what I thought you said. You kind of took me for a for a loop there. 93 pounds. That's a heck of a fish. And uh, flathead with a 68 pounder. That's a heck of a, that's even a, that's a real good fish. I, I'm impressed. I, 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 you know, I've watched your videos, but I, I don't remember catching it being that big, even the flathead. When did you catch that uh, blue and when did you catch that flathead? Oh, the flathead I caught several years ago. Okay. And video, which is kind of hard to tell because I'm a bigger guy. I weigh 240 pounds. So I'm a kind of a bigger guy. So sometimes fish, but I had, I put them on scale and I didn't post the weight on video because. You get a lot of guys that kind of fire back and stuff, so I'm just trying to keep it away from the controversy. Yeah, that that's unfortunate. Um, I don't wave fish in my videos. I'll, I'll weigh them because I like to keep track. I, I keep logs or a journal, so I like to keep track of when the fish are biting. It tells me a lot as to when flathead go into spawn. Uh, if I'm catching small little dinks, you know, consecutively, if I get three dinks in a row or four dinks in a row, they're in spawn. That's how I, you know, verify for sure. And I'll move on to something else for two weeks. And then I'll go back and try it again until I hit that 20-pound class. Once I hit 18 and above, I know they're kind of done. So that that's, that's the only reason I weigh them, unless it's a PB. But I get what you're saying. Um, you got a lot of people who, you know, whatever. We, we can get into oh, that God. all day. <laughs> 
Uh, tell us about that. Uh, 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 the blue. How'd you get him? Where'd you get him? I what caught him using. And I was using cut buffalo, cut particular wing dive. I was fishing a few days prior, and I kept seeing buffalo coming up to the top, working. So and that's one thing I always try to pay attention to when I'm fishing. Just what type of bait fish is in the area, which buffalo is technically not a bait fish, but there's a ton of them in that area. So I hit a little uh, sidearm with my throw net, got some buffalo, cut them up, and it was on like Donkey Kong. I mean, they I did this this year. Cut buffalo was my number one bait for blue cats. It's it's funny how that goes. I think that it has a lot to do with the bait population at, at that time or during that year or that season. It has 100%. a lot to do. Yeah, I've seen I've seen baits change. Uh, what's more uh, productive at at one year from the other at certain times of the year. So, which is another good reason to keep a journal. If you guys are out there listening, you don't have a journal, start keeping one. It, it's it's good information to have. Uh, but yeah, I get it. Use a you know, Matt, that whole match, the hatch, those fly fishermen guys, uh, they're pretty hardcore chasing them little fish. Uh, I did notice that your uh, uh, your uh, profile picture on Facebook, what, is that a brown or is it a rainbow? That is a rainbow. That is a rainbow. Where'd you get that piece? That's a big one. We uh, actually, uh, here in Missouri, uh, Missouri Conservation Department does a lot of urban trout stocking, a lot of lakes. And that fish was actually out of Legion Lake, out of Parable, Missouri. And they, I believe they stocked it with 3,800 trout this year. And right now, it's just a catch and release season. They put some real nice fish in there. Real nice fish in there. So, you know, a lot of people badmouth uh, trout programs and stuff. Um, I don't. I enjoy it for other reasons. I don't consider it, you know, a challenge like chasing the big fish and stuff. No. I consider it, you know, it's a social event. You get out, you talk to people, spend a little time, take kids fishing with you. Um, you can destroy some docks while you're out there trout fishing. You know, everybody in chat knows what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pro the, the, the trout program. I was actually listening to a podcast last night. Listen to this, Jerry. You ever hear a tiger trout? What was that? You ever hear a tiger trout? Yes, yes. Well, tiger trout are um, they're bred like dogs. Um, you know how they get, you know, so to say, my bulldog, how they get bulldogs to be bulldogs. They do their breeding over the years and stuff. Well, what they found is when they when they take uh, trout and browns and crossbreed them um, and they heat treat the eggs is what makes, don't quote me on the too kind, but I know they heat treat the eggs before they uh, um, inseminate them, and that's how they get the tiger trout. So, But listen to this. In, oh, south, in the driftless area in Wisconsin, uh, which is the southwest corner, the, there's great little stream trout fishing, man. And they there are laws up there as far as access. You can pull up to a stream and get in that stream. As long as you stay in that stream, you can walk it for miles and trout fish. And the farmers actually get tax subsidies for um, allowing people to do that. They put in, like, bridges over fences, you know, step bridges and stuff. It's a cool thing to do. I could do a whole show on that. Amazing. But, uh, People are starting to catch wild ones, unsnipped really? ones. So that's kind of interesting to see or to hear the effects of the uh, stocking programs on uh, uh, on Mother Nature itself. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. Um, most of the trout you get up there in the driftless zone are the, the, the smaller brown trouts, but they're as aggressive as they get. So the rainbow trouts don't uh, have that big uh, um, 
uh, a chance to produce unless they, you know, get past that growth stage. Uh, also, if they, the, the, the pipe population in those little streams is starting to grow. There's no big monsters, but to catch, you know, like a 24-inch pike out of a, a stream that's, you know, 10 feet wide and like a foot and a half deep is kind of fun to do, you know, on a spinnerbait. So that's a good way. I know you and Rob over at Missouri Creek Fishing, I, I, that sounds like it'd be, I know it would be right up his alley going through those little oh, streams definitely. and some waders. He would love that stuff. Uh, I'm going to say hello to a couple of people in chat here real quick. I see DMV Whisker King came in. What's going on, DMV? How are you? Uh, the madman, the, the marathon streamer himself. Uh, Tirador Arco, what's going on, Al? He said Max to hatch. That's true for every fish, man. I don't care who you are. Ryan Bortz, blue-collar fishing. What's going on, Ryan? Ryan's a hell of a kayak fisherman. Have you heard of Ryan yet? What, uh, what was his name? Ryan Bortz, Blue Collar Fisher. Ryan uh, does kayak uh, catfishing. He does tournaments, and he's doing very well. He's competing against people like kayak catfish and such. Uh, if, if if anybody has a chance, make sure you check out Ryan's channel. It's a new channel. He needs a lot of support. Uh, he just recently got a, sponsor, a sponsorship where he's a pro staffer for uh, uh, Chris Flores' Muddy River Catfish. He's getting some rods and stuff, so I'm always seeing him post those uh, look at this. Jigging with Jake's in the house. What's going on, Jake? Jake's a friend of mine. Uh, we, we've been talking YouTube for a long time. It's always good to see Jake show up in a chat and, and, and support the show. So let's see if I'm missing anybody. I think I might have everybody. I'm sorry. I got to look over at my other screen. But, yeah, that was just a little side note. I went on a trout tangent. You got people who like trout and they don't like trout. Um, there's mixed feelings, but I like them and this is my show. So I'll talk about them. <laughs> so I look at it. Uh, does Jerry enjoy targeting other species? I know the answer to that, but why don't you talk a little bit about some of the other species you like chasing Jerry? Most definitely. That's one thing with my channel. I, I'm a multi-species guy. I don't discriminate against any kind of fish. I mean, I bass with bluegill crappie. If it swims and I can try to catch it, I'm going after it. It's just, it's just the fun of it, you know, changing it up, you know, hitting the creeks for bass one day, hitting the, hitting the river for cat next day or a farm pond for bluegill. It's just, it's fun all the way around. I had uh, Derek from uh, uh, Ohio Catfish uh, Chasers uh, ask me in a post. Uh, I posted those burbot. It's beyond a point. It was actually not, has nothing to do with this, but he was asking me, um, you know, what's a big burbot. And we got into the conversation a little bit and, uh, I ended up explaining to him that I, I chase fish like hunters chase game. You know, you got your deer season, you got your small game season, you got your, you know, pheasant and turkey season. Well, you don't necessarily have fish seasons, but you have seasons of the year, you know, in the colder months for me, before ice fishing, uh, I, going after the salmonoids, you know, the trout, salmon and such, uh, going after now, burbots added to that. Going after that, you know, obviously, you know, bluegills, some channel cats and stuff, I kind of adapt to what's available to me. I I, I, I want to feel that that pull, uh, whether it's, you know, catch and release or, or, or table fare. Um, that's how I kind of go about, you know, fishing season to season, so. Let's see. Uh, we got another trout fan in here. Trout isn't bad. A lot of people don't like the way they taste, but I think it depends how you cook them. Me, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of them, like baked or, or fried. I might be able to have a little bit, but if you smoke them and, and I turn them into dip, which is really kind of tasty, it's just kind of a Sometimes side. I have noticed, like, 
when they put their trout in like the trout park where they taste like that hatchery food but if you mm-hmm. get them where they've been like say in a lake for several months eating natural forage it's a total different fish yeah i, I i've heard I've heard people say that they turn pink. I've caught some that were pinker than others. Uh, we call them, you know, holdovers. Um, the the stocking program here in, in North um, East Illinois uh, takes place, at least in my county, in a couple of uh, uh, quarries, and quarries are super deep. So even in the hot months of uh, uh, summer, they're able to go deep. You know, it's like 38 feet the deepest at one point. And uh, every spring or sometimes through the ice, man, I- I'll come up with like a 20 inch or something. And that meat's always pink. Yeah, that that that's it's it's always pink, and that's because they, they they convert to natural forage. So uh, I would agree to you on that. Uh, Jim, Kentucky uh, Catman Outdoors, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for checking it out. Uh, let's see if we got any chat in. Any talk? Any questions in here? Normie, you should try it. I recommend it. Yeah, it's hit and go. Some people like it. Some people don't. They got a very trout. I, how would you describe the taste of trout compared to, let's say, you know, some whitefish or something, Jerry? Ooh, well, they're nowhere even close to good as a crappie or anything. No, but they got a real firm texture to them. I like grilling them. I take a little black and fish seasoning. Mm-hmm. And grill on the grill, or just wrap aluminum foil. They're really good that way. Or even fry, but they do have a lot of small bones. Trout do. They do. And so one thing nice when you do bake them like that, and you usually peel the meat away from the bones. You know, when I do cook them like that, um, I cook them whole. I'll. I used to leave the heads on, but my wife don't like that. You know, I'll, I'll do the the zipper technique where you you cut them from the vent uh, up to the throat, cut out the tongue, and. And, and peel the hole out, it, it's done. Um, but the way, you know, trout for me is is kind of light and delicate, like almost like tuna, but softer, more delicate than tuna, but it's got that flaky kind of peel off the bone. And if you get them hot uh, with a spoon, you can peel a, peel that meat right off the bone once you get the skin off, but that's just kind of how I go about it. Uh, eating it that way is pretty good. Let's see. Uh, Roger says he's never heard of bourbon before a week ago. Um, I've known about bourbon for a little while, Roger. Um, it was one of the ones that are on my bucket list. And, and so of all things in the Chicago, sometimes, uh, somebody caught, uh, Illinois state record bourbon. And I'm like, we have bourbon here. I was blown away. I was like, I thought I was going to have to go all the way up, you know, like South Dakota, Northern Minnesota, even, even up North to, uh, Canada to ever catch one. It turns out they're, you know, an hour, two hours from my house. So the next week, somebody caught the second one. They they, they caught the record in two weeks. So um, wow. I, I don't know if it has to do with the fishery or not. Uh, just kind of getting off of there. Um. All right. So do you do some? You do some crappie fishing too, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, even in the winter, I'll still go. Like, I really like going out to some of the streams in Illinois. Got real deep water. This mm-hmm. Lake, Clearwater Lake, and a lot of farm ponds. And I mean, farm ponds are kind of a no-brainer. You can always seem like you can pick up some fish in the winter time. So. I wish I I wish I had access to farm ponds and stuff around here. I know a couple that are, you know, packed with them, but I, I don't know the farmers, and I'm kind of try to 
I, I don't know. Maybe I should approach them and see if they're interested in me thinning out their uh, pond a little bit. But uh, uh, I've heard some stories about a couple of the ones around here, which is pretty cool. The other ones, you know, I, I live in such a densely populated area, so um, I catch crappie, but certain times of the years, I wish I could go out and get them all the time. Uh, uh, people talking about the weather, stuff like that. What's your favorite way to prepare crappie? Dry them. <laughs> Just fry them up? Little Andy's red, fry them up, and fried potatoes, and hush puppies. It's, it's hard to beat. Hush you puppies. Know? Now you're talking hush puppies. Now you got me thinking I need to make hush puppies with that bourbon tomorrow for my folks. I think I better get up early and head out to the store. I need to get some supplies. But uh, you can't go wrong with that. You ever cook them whole? No, I've never cooked them whole. Well, now take that back. You know, when I was a kid, before I, we started playing everything, we fried everything whole. You know, pan fried them and the tails and everything get all nice, crispy. Kids used to fight over the tail pieces because, like, potato chips. Like potato yeah. chips. Those tails are pretty good. You know, perch, yellow perch we have up here, um, we'll, we'll fry them whole if they're not that big. Uh, but those tails and those fins are taste just like that. They're pretty good. Uh, looks like Norm's loading up. Uh, hey, Outdoors Addiction, what's going on? Oh, I think Outdoors is here in Echoes. How's, how's that, Jesse? What's going on, my friend? Hopefully that helps. Sometimes if I move my mic, that'll help, or I'll turn down the... The thing Norm's getting packed up to go fishing tomorrow. Yeah, real quick, guys, uh, check out Norm's channel tomorrow. He's going to fish live. Uh, hopefully somebody helped you pick where you're going to fish at, Norm. Um, I, I I figured you guys would know better than me the area, but I definitely think where the rivers meet is a, is a good choice. So uh, They're talking about supplies. So what's the weather like down there uh, this time of year for fishing? You guys don't get any ice, do you? Once, not very often. I mean, like last year we had a little bit of skim ice, but it never did freeze up hard enough to walk on. And it's actually been a couple of years. And like today, it was down to 29 this morning and it got to 45. Yeah, and that that's not good. And you're way far, far south. Um, for us, yeah, that that's how come right now I call all the ponds and everything, they're all, I call that being skinned over where there isn't enough ice to walk on. You know, so I don't go anywhere near that. And then the weather comes back and forth, back and forth. So uh, that's like, that's like, you know, before I started ice fishing, before I started going down to Lake Michigan, that used to be like the most depressing time of the year for me, man. I would be locked in at home. I couldn't get access to water or to fish or anything. I would try fishing the Fox River here, but the bank access is slim to none, at least for winter catfishing. Or, or any other kind of catfishing is kind of hard to get to. Uh, with a boat, that helps out. Uh, I got access to some private land, too, so that helps. Now now that I've been doing this, you know, best thing I ever did about starting this channel, I'm getting tons of access and invites. Um, but there, there's other fish. There's walleye and stuff that, that I'm yet to target. You guys have any walleye down there? We have some, but not a lot. I'm, I actually have a little creek directly below my house. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll catch my there. If you catch one that's a pound, you're really doing something. Okay. Are those yeah. walleye or are they pickerel? Walleye. They are walleye. Okay. So that's uh, good. They got to be going somewhere. Follow where those creeks go. There'd be bigger ones in there, right? Well, I mean, I've caught a couple on a couple pound range, but now I can cross the river and there's that little uh, lake on a, a Randolph County Lake. There's actually walleye in there, and there's some really nice walleye there. Or else, if you drive all the way to like Bull Shoals or uh, Lake the Ozarks, you can get in the walleye. So, the Lake in the Ozarks, yeah, that's where I want to move. <laughs> someday I'll be a I'll be a Missouri resident. Uh, let's see, we got any questions in chat? Let's see what we got. We got people complaining about the cold. 
Uh, Buckeye says something's 30 minutes from him. I'm sorry I didn't reach re read all that chat. All right, so I know uh, I know Rob from Missouri Creek Fishing. He loves his canoe. Um, you kayak fish, though, right? Yes. Big you do, do, you, do you ever go out with Rob? Yes, we have. We uh, actually, uh, last time, it's been a little bit because our work schedule has been kind of mixed up. Mm -hmm. We uh, went over to uh, Baldwin Lake in Illinois and had an awesome day drift fishing for uh, catfish. Actually, I had my wife and his wife, and his first time his wife had ever been on a kayak fishing, and she absolutely loved it. So, but now, since, since Rob can't defend himself, who's the better fisherman? <laughs> Me all day. <laughs> <laughs> See, now Rob has to get I've been trying to get Rob on my show He says he's not ready Now he's got to come on here and defend himself Justin's fishing fetish says I can catch crappie all year round here I should move to Ohio Maybe I'll check it out Here, Here's a little side note, a little trivia My wife actually worked in Ohio for a year uh, I, Was it the, She did work in Cincinnati She worked for Orange Corning for a year So she was traveling back and forth So uh, and Doc, he's giving him some some of the business. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Yeah, like I said, Norm was is going fishing live tomorrow. Check him out. Uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, Hayes wants to move out as well. So, some fishes guys. Kayaking. Okay, I had a I had a kayak which I just got rid of. Uh, actually, last summer. I'm sorry I did, but I just didn't have time to use it. I wish I had more time, uh, but I used to love it. It's something about being able to sneak up on fish um, and hooking into a big flathead on there, or oh, just getting, a, or just dragging a whole stringer of crappie around on the back, which is really good. Uh, what kind? What's your kayak? Uh, what kind of kayak do you have? I have a Pescador Pilot, and I also have a, a, a it's pest, uh, maybe a Perception. Okay. Pellet drive where I do most of my fishing, but I also have another uh, Pescador pilot. So it's a smaller kayak I use for the creeks. Okay. The shallower. But kayak fishing, I love it because there's so many places you can get to you can't get to with a boat. Like you were saying, being able to sneak up on fish, there's nothing like getting right over the top of a big flathead and hooking mm -hmm. to them. And it's just, it, things will get wild, you know. So, you know, I know you guys are fishing those small creeks and stuff. Here, here's a question. I know uh, some of the tactics for fishing those small creeks and waders, uh, especially for trout and stuff, is walking upstream because they always have their nose in front of them, right? They're, they're into the current. Do yeah. you guys ever do that in kayaks and canoes? you guys ever paddle up wind fishing? I do a lot of times. I'll paddle up, and then I can just drift back if I'm not going to another bridge. Mm -hmm. Like I do like to be able to come up behind them, especially if they're – your small mouth and bask in the same way that we that nose being that current it's better to come in behind and not spooking because a lot of these creeks over here are crystal clear and these fish can get really really, really spooky especially this time of year they're extreme yeah in the, in the winter that water it really really clears up cool stuff um the sunfish assassin says he's got a 200 kayak that he's probably pulled uh, 1,200 fish into this year. <laughs> that's, a, that's a heck of a job. Good job, man. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of there. people are making plans in chat, which is great. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mrs. Fishing Fetish, let Justin get a new kayak for Christmas. Maybe you need to talk to Santa. Uh, you got any uh, plans for fishing over the Christmas holiday? Yes, I do. I'm actually uh, at a spot south of me. They call the block hole, and it actually has, does have wall ants. That's, you know, feeds into it. It's got some real nice spotted bass and some uh, smallmouth in it. It's a really super deep hole, and the uh, it's Hubble Creek that feeds into it. And it's an outstanding fishery in the wintertime. As long as we don't get a lot of rain, get it muddy. Mm-hmm. Gets all muddy and everything. I'll I'll go hunting. I'll climb up the tree. Go hunting. You know, let's talk. Let's talk smallmouth a little bit. What's your favorite way to uh, or favorite tactics for going after smallmouth? I I'm a fan of smallmouth. I'm not a big uh, largemouth bass fan just because this this my area is over and dated, man. You 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 could throw a bucket in and end up you know it having a bass in it pretty much that's how how much bass is out here in the ponds and stuff but smallmouth that's a different animal on a river uh what's your favorite way to go about them besides like a kayak like what kind of baits do you like using time of year areas you like to fish stuff like that can you tell us some of the some of that I really like going after them probably like late april early may before the spawn down here because usually they're on the beds about may and i don't like catching them when they're on the beds because the sunfish and everything will just decimate the eggs. And it's just, it takes smallmouth so long to get to a decent size and just, and they're kind of declining the creature because the spotted bass moved in and moved in. But I love throwing a Ned rig for the smallmouth. Oh, yeah. For being finicky or topwaters. I love throwing a topwater. A little, little Whopper Plopper 90 or a little Zero Spook. And you do really good. Or it's any type of crawfish imitating jigs or anything. So. Those, if you, I know there isn't a lot of guys who fish for bass and stuff, but if you start fishing for like, um, for for smallmouth, man, those Ned rigs, those little turds, man, they are deadly. I don't know what it is about that. You just kind of stick it, get it in the bottom, and just kind of drag it along there, and it, anybody can catch fish with one of them. I catch you everything. I've caught drum, channel cut, I've caught flathead on it. Oh yeah. Rig. No. I fish love them things. Hey Sean, um, it's 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 Parker Pursuits, correct? Is the name of your channel? Yes, it is. I always want to say Parker's Pursuits, but that's not it. It's Parker Pursuits. Uh, I do have a link in the subscription. Also, if you notice in the subscription, there is a link to support the channel. Here we go. Uh, so if you'd like to support the channel, you can click on that link, and uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. It goes to help pay for uh, uh, streamyard costs, uh, camera equipment costs. Uh, fuel costs to get places, things like that. Um, I haven't really got that much, so we're we're still working on it. But uh, I'm really considering alternative methods of of payment and not going the route of um, monetization on YouTube for 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 political reasons. Let's let's say that. <laughs> uh, oh, Justin just got a dirty look because his wife won't let him get one. Uh, we got out out there with the haze. Looking at a new new canoe. That you know haze. That's a heck of a canoe. Those new canoes, man. I went for uh, um, a demo days. Do you guys have demo day? You got any kayak dealers out by you? No, Academy Sports is about the only one. That okay, has a decent selection. It's about the uh, only one. We have fellas in Bass Pro. We we have a kayak place here in uh, Rockford, Illinois, which is about mm, it's an hour from me, and uh, they specialize in like new canoes and Jackson uh, stuff like that. I, I wonder if they have native in there now too. I don't know. Hold on a second. 
excuse me, people, uh, trying to be polite. And uh, those demo days are great. I got to try a, a, a new canoe. Uh, I got to try the SS-127. Who makes those? I forget who makes those. Mm, Bonafide. Sure. Bonafide, is that what it is? And the Jacksons. And you know what? Being able to try them side to side, side by side, was awesome. So, uh, uh, Hayes, if you're going to do that, uh, find your local dealer and find out when their demo days are. It's the best way to go. Also, listen to this, Jerry. There was a um, <laughs> there's a Jackson rep there, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, um, that Jackson Kayaks makes Orion coolers. Are you familiar with Orion coolers? Mm -hmm. They 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 make Yeti sure. they make Yetis look like a bargain. Well, while he was there, I I talked him out of a 25 quart uh, Orion cooler to get him to make me buy uh, Jackson Big Ribs. So I got like a like was it like a 400 cooler for free. So I couldn't complain about that. He gave me he gave me the one out of his truck. I'm like, fine, I'll take it, no problem. But that's a little side note. Uh, let's see, we got dirty looks. What's your favorite time of the year? Uh, do you guys – well, here on the Fox, we have seasons for smallmouth. Um, it's definitely catch and release, all, you know, for me always when it comes to smallmouth. Yeah. Uh, but I think we can't take them until June 15th. You guys have any laws like that in Missouri? Yes. In, uh, Missouri, it's Memorial Day. It's when you can start keeping black bass out of the streams until 15th of February, I believe it is. And then you have that period of time between there and it's just strictly catch and release. So they call it black bass down there? That's what they – when they you look at the regs, they call okay. it largemouth, spotted bass, smallmouth, all in the regs as black bass. Gotcha. So, and they got to cool. be 12 inches in the creeks to keep around here except for a few of the trophy, trophy waters. So uh, what other kind of fish have you, uh, have, have you chased? Oh, my goodness. I've done uh, some saltwater fishing, you know, uh, tarpon, snapper, Different stuff. As far as freshwater species, just about everything that swims in the state of Missouri. I went out in Illinois. I mean, stripers, all species of catfish, walleye, sauger. I mean, a lot of my videos, like I kind of got a variety pack. Actually, the video I have coming out next week will be a uh, a carp video. Oh, cool. Carp is fun to catch. You know, I've been watching uh, – um, these two, I don't want to say kids. For me, they're kids because I'm old. But these two young men uh, from England, uh, I think it's Carl and Alex, I think is the name of their channel. Uh, they do a great YouTube channel, man. Those guys are like, they're they're on it. All their stuff looks like something that the, like a BBC documentary, but it's really good. And those guys love their carp. They love their pike. They love their perch. And uh, the really good stuff. So if anybody uh, has a chance, look up uh, Carl and Alex online. Check them out. You, you'll fall into that trap and or into that rabbit hole. You'll be watching forever. Uh, anybody ever call a Bartram's Bass? Do you have any idea what that is? Never heard of it. Sorry about that, Sunfish. I figured I'd ask. I thought maybe he would know. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Rockford is definitely near you. Uh, Betty says she's on the men. Ah, gotcha. That's why that came up. Understandable. That's way south. Yeah, that's way yeah. south. So tell me, you you had mentioned a couple of saltwater species. Tell me about your saltwater adventures. We uh, actually, for a, a good friend of ours, my brother-in-law and us went down to uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, and we went a hundred miles offshore, 
and we fished for red snapper. Uh, what else did we get? We caught some tuna, caught some barracuda, we caught some grouper. And uh, the grouper is kind of a crazy thing. My brother-in-law was with me. He's like, I want to catch some big fish. So I took this massive flay, and I hooked it. I said, drop it down there. And he drops it down. And he said, well, I'm hung. And brother-in-law's a big boy. And he's like, boy, he's cranking. He gets it in. And it was a big old grouper. And the thing lost like 100 pounds. Wow. It was pretty wild. It, uh, That's crazy. I, uh, kayak fishing uh, down around uh, Flagler Beach, Florida. Actually, what's I didn't have a camera equipment with me. I just went out for a fun day, and I caught my first tarpon out of a kayak, and that was a blast. And caught some uh, different multi-species down there. It's a good time. Boy, saltwater, though. First time I ever fished it, I didn't realize how hard that stuff was on your equipment, and it absolutely destroyed my Garcias. And I oh. learned how you got to break them down after every use. Yeah, there's a... Um... There's a reason why some of those, you know, spinning gear and, and stuff like that, it costs 500 bucks um, just because they're made out of materials that aren't going to corrode. It's, it, it's, it, it's the nature of the beast. But if you're not hosing that stuff off, as soon as you come in from the couple of people I know that do fish saltwater, they say it gets wrecked, 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 wrecked. And not to yeah. mention your boat motor and stuff. If you're, I know you're, you're not, but uh, if you're not flushing your motor, when you pull it out, you're, you're going to be in big trouble. That's why they have diodes and stuff. That's another story. So um, let's see if we got any questions in chat. Time is flying here. Jerry, it's already 749. Did you think it would go wow. this fast? <laughs> I told you this would work. I told you you'd have a good, be good on this. You'd have a good I want to make sure I include people in chat. Um, I didn't miss anybody. Uh, we had a bunch of people checking it out. I know there's a couple of people live streaming and such. Uh, real quick, just to know that Jerry's link is in the description. It's... Uh, <clears throat> Parker Pursuits, check him out on YouTube. Give him a sub. I'm sure you'd appreciate it. Um, we're, yeah. we're here to help each other grow and help uh, uh, promote one another's channels. So, uh, uh, Jerry, what kind of rod and reels are you, you do you use? As far as all my catfishing, I like my Garcias, and I run ugly stick rods and all my catfish gear. As far as my bass and panfish stuff. I'm a big fan of Lou. And I, I also like the uh, Fenwick rods for my bass and crappie. Yeah, those Fenwick rods are nice, man. I like them a lot. I have a couple of Fenwicks. Uh, I like St. Croix, too. Uh, the Fenwicks are a little bit cheaper. Not so much anymore. Do you notice that the price of the Fenwicks is going up? Everything has went up since the, this past year. All fishing tackle seem like it's kind of definitely went up price so supply and demand all these people during this uh pandemic and stuff are actually trying to get out of the house and do a little bit of fishing so it's been a bear just trying to get tackle some you know this stuff especially some reason like catfish tackle i mean i had the hardest time this summer just getting you know basic tackle hooks and stuff and it's just crazy yep i i ordered some uh i ordered a 25 pack uh was it two odd uh, Gamagatsu octopus circle hooks. I'm still waiting on them. It's been a week and a half, so it is what it is. We'll get them when we get them, right? Uh, oh, Lynn Leaper subbed, Sunfish subbed. We got a bunch of people subbing, so that that's cool. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for the support. All right, so is there anything else you want to talk about as far as your channel goes? I. Uh, I pretty much put out a weekly. We, we have a weekly uh, video out. 
and it's a multi, like I was saying before, the multi-species video. I even have a video where I put snorkeling gear on and went underwater and was catching fish off a hand line just for something different. And I've mm-hmm. got a bunch of stuff planned for this summer, a bit different stuff. So it's, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming spring fishing season. So I'm going to kind of go a little out of my comfort zone and hit a lot of different spots to try to keep the content fresh. So There you go. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Be yourself. That's that's the way I kind of go about it, and it, it's paying off pretty good. So, I mean, if you're you're true to your viewers, there's a lot of people out there, you know, that that aren't and stuff, and and it shows. So, uh, uh, anybody that ever looks for any advice from me, I always tell them, you know, be yourself, show your passion, be passionate about what you do. So, and uh, I don't think there's anybody in this chat that doesn't feel that way. Uh, uh, trying to make sure I didn't miss any questions here, Jerry. I know. Ned rigs are awesome. I he's right there. They're pretty easy. Yep. Let's see what Ace says. Uh, Ace want to know about your Roger, uh, your rods and reels. So we got that taken care of. Uh, you do some, do you do you do some hunting on your channel too, right? Well, I was trying to, but I've got to upgrade my camera system. I missed some really uh, good opportunities. This past hunting season, what's hunting season still going on? Mm-hmm. But I gotta upgrade my camera. Yeah, Definitely how'd you how'd you do this year for whitetail? I killed a few does so far, but I'm mm-hmm. really selective as far as buck. Buck uh, And I've got my standard held pretty high, and I've passed on some really really nice deer. Well, you got your uh, you got your freezer taken care of, right? Definitely. 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 That's a good way of going about it. I didn't think about that. If I was looking for racks, I'd I'd definitely think going after the does first would be a good idea. So uh, uh, what's your favorite saltwater fish to catch? Eric Jackson's a new viewer. Hey Eric, how are you? Boy, I I really like the snappers, like red snappers, because just talking about table fare, it's hard mm-hmm. to be. But and that and another one I love catching. They're not worth a darn eat, but the Jack Cavell, holy cow! Them things when they hit and they take off, it take off like a freight train. The first one I had I ever caught was like only like fifteen pounds, and I had it on one of my Garcia sixty five hundreds, uh-huh. and that's dang near spooled me. That's so crazy. So, did uh, saltwater is a total different animal, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean. It's all about the tides and everything, which I don't have enough experience with it. Cause I know it it made a huge difference in where the tides and everything go up and down. And like I did a lot of like the Indian River down on Flyover Beach. I noticed as soon as that tide started coming in, it just a bite would just kick on like crazy. You know, it was amazing. It's it's crazy how that happens even in in on Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan, you know, it, it's not the ocean, but I think. Uh, uh, the fact that there's some sort of tide, some sort of shift in, in, in big shifts in water temperature, and bait fish and stuff. Man, when those bites turn on, it's it's crazy, uh, and I like to be there. Uh, is said Jerry would be a good guy if he didn't feel the need to chase deer when he could be fishing. <laughs> That's right. You know, venison <laughs> tastes good, man. I can't say I blame him, Rob. Uh, you're doing any red fishing? Yes, I've done a little bit, and them things are a blast to catch too. 
It's on my bucket list. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Where'd you get the Reds? Down in Flagler Beach, uh, uh, Indian River, actually. And uh, I was up against a bridge, and I caught a handful. And I, I've never caught anything real big, but, man, the ones I did catch are a blast. But I've seen some old locals catch some just giant bull, bull reds. And, uh, so I, I, I'd love to get down to the Gulf, down Louisiana way, go visit Creole, and then go do some red. I'll go do some blue fish. Blue blue catfish bumping, and then gonna do some red redfish fishing with down there. Sounds like it'd be fun. Sounds like it'd be a trip in heaven for me. So, uh, I don't know if you know Creole, but Creole is Jeremy DeFore. He's a heck of a fisherman. Lives down in uh, Louisiana. Uh, that boy can cook. That boy can fish. And that boy can talk. He's a good guy. He's a real good friend of the show. Uh, uh, and we love having him around here. Let's see. Welcome back, Ryan. Ryan says he's back. That's cool. Uh, let's see. And if he caught 3,500, people talk about the fish they caught. Uh, let's see. I saw Chad in here. What's your dream fishing trip? Chad wants to know. Ooh, boy. That's a tough one. Uh, I'd love to go to Canada. Yeah, I'd love to go to Canada and do some small mouth walleye. Mm-hmm. I've had some friends of mine when they come back and you know hear about guys you get the bass thumb all raw. Okay, I'm at they say, you know, hundred fish days are not uncommon. That's definitely or like talking about the trout, I'd love to go to New Zealand and uh fish the canals over there because they've got some rainbow trout or whatever. They look they just look like mutants. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to New Zealand, man, I'm chasing I'm chasing game. It's something about red stags and stuff out there. There's no predators out there. And the fish are the same. Well, the fish have their own predators. But, yeah, they got some monster trout and such down there. And uh, also, do they have Bear Monday in in New Zealand? I know it. Australia, they do. Australia, do they do in northern Australia. They live where all the alligators live. That's the problem. That's what makes them exciting. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Australia's version of bass, only meaner and fight a lot harder. Some guy, I was reading a story, listen to this. Uh, um, th- there was some tackle company that let like 10 fish out worth uh, t- like a million ridiculous dollars, right? And they double tagged him. And one of the guys that caught him noticed the tag while I was reeling it in as a crocodile was chasing the bait in. He had to fight off a crocodile to get the fish, and he got the fish. That was I a cool story. I've seen the video. That yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Man, Australia, New Zealand. That's the, well, Australia is way more crazier than New Zealand. There's no predators in New Zealand, but Australia, man, it, it, it will kill you there if it, you let it. Anything almost. Uh, all right, we got we got some of the... Uh, we got D in the house asking, do you prefer mono or braid? And I, I'm, I'm guessing she's talking catfish. Okay. Uh, mono, I love mono when I'm around rocks. If I'm fishing around the wing dikes or a lot of rocky structure, I love the mono. But if I'm in my kayak or if I'm around woody cover, it's braid all day. And I like to braid my kayak because when I get a fish up next to my kayak, I can grab the braid mm-hmm. you know, and handle the fish. You know, it really helps. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I give a lot of people grief about using mono and stuff because I like using braid. Uh, but it, it's it's so it so depends on the conditions and, and where you're fishing. Uh, braid works for me because I need to get them fish out of cover. 
I need, you know, if I'm in, I'm in my boat, even in four or five feet of water, I can't have him under my boat. He gets caught on one of the tines under my boat and it's done, you know? So I, I, I need to be able to horse him into the boat. Um, which is why I use a little oversized gear even for channel cats, but I totally get it. Mon Mono's a good deal, but but I've I've went to uh, break Mono off and, and drag my boat like five feet off of anchor doing yeah. that. You know, <laughs> fifty pound Mono's no joke. Uh, Thirty pound Mono's no joke. So, no, oh, Betty. Hopefully your mom will take you. You should go. You and Brandon should head out there. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Fishing in Canada is truly amazing. Uh, he was there twice as a kid. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's a trip to remember, uh, Mike, definitely. Uh, I fished right on the Canadian border in Minnesota, and that's a different world, too. Uh, we just didn't have to cross the border. But uh, uh, something about nobody for 20 miles, 50 miles, and you're out there fishing, which is pretty humbling, which which that's is definitely amazing. a reason to go. See if we got any more chat. Any more chat. All right. Great question. Catfish and dreams. Let's see. I don't want to miss one before. Captain down under. What's going on? Or carpin down under. See, we got an us. Are you from Australia, carpin? We were just talking about Australia. Uh, oh, favorite fishing snack or food when you're out fishing. What's your favorite one? Deer jerky. Definitely. Dude, oh my God. You're gonna have a bunch of people like jealous in here. I know there's a lot of big fans of the deer jerky. So John Boys catfishing in the house. Hello, John Boys. All right, Jerry. Well, look at this, man. We made it an hour. That was quick, wasn't it? It goes by fast, doesn't it? Yes, it did go by. Mark, thank you for having me. You know what? You're very welcome. Um, everybody in chat, make sure that you uh, go down to the description and uh, click on Jerry's link. Give him a sub. Uh, take a look at his stuff. I do want to remind everybody that uh, the only way a creator actually gets the sub to last uh, is if you watch some of his videos or at least one of the videos. So go ahead and do that. Make some time to do it. And uh, uh, I'm sure he'll be greatly appreciated. It's a great way of thanking him for, for sharing his knowledge and his stories here today. Um, I want to thank Jerry. I want to thank everybody in chat. Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, uh, things are going crazy with the site, um, with the channel. Things are going crazy with the Facebook group. I want to say thank you, especially this time of year being the holidays. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, for the people that donated at the link before below in the description uh, in the past uh, and in the future, I'm truly grateful. It'll, it allows me to grow the channel. It allows me to continue uh, sharing my passion with all of you. Uh, you guys are the best. You know who you are. Uh, I'd mentioned some of the people, but I know some of the people made uh, uh, donations that don't. So uh, thank you for watching, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. Oh, a real quick reminder. I am considering uh, uh, doing a late night Christmas show. If you guys are bored after the family's gone and everything, maybe we'll hang out. Let me know on the Facebook group. Uh, uh, I'll decide from there. Um, subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell notification in case we do, you'll get to know. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless. And thank you, uh, Jerry. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, 